This is Unfilter, episode 98, from May 21st, 2014. China's military has attacked major U.S. companies in a computer war that kills American jobs. That is the allegation today in a grand jury indictment of Chinese military officers. They were charged with identity theft and economic espionage. It is a first that is already raising tensions between the two countries. Welcome to episode 98 of Unfiltered, Jupiter Broadcasting's weekly show about that news that you should not be watching. Special thanks to all you Patreons who are supporting this awesome show. My name is Chase, and joining me every single week, because he has to, because he's here, Mr. Chris Fisher. Hello there, Mr. Chase Nunes. It is hey. good to be here for episode 98. Man, 100 is so close. Oh, I can, I can taste it. Yeah, or that might be the meat still you stuck know, in you your teeth. Yeah. Yeah, hold on. Uh, got it there. There we go. <laughs> Man, I'm excited, though. Oh. And you know, I think, too, it's been, it's been a very interesting uh, couple of ramp-ups. You know, the last few weeks have been kind of interesting. We've been back. We got back up on our feet after the big move to JB1. Yeah, yeah. You know, because the Unfilter show had, uh, you know, a lot of equipment it that a, comes with it. It, so was, it. it was in a weird spot yeah. because we know we forgot to bring the bell. Yeah. <laughs> and we the forgot red book. to bring the red book. Yeah, which we have now. We've, we've, we've got all that. All we have, we have new digs uh, to, uh, to yeah. do the show from. Uh, obviously, you know, if you've been following our, our Patreon, which we lost launched last week. Last we, week. We want to put the show on the road, right? I mean, obviously, wouldn't that well, be actually, a great dream? We didn't. Uh, we didn't put that in there? Well, we did. Thought, we just inferred. We didn't actually say. Until <laughs> 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 now. Well, that's actually something. Uh, that's true. I, I was going to uh, talk about this in the Patreon segment. We'll just talk about we'll it right now, about, just oh, real okay. quick. All right. Uh, you know, I mean, one of the honest criticisms you can give the Unfilter show here for sure is that we are very U.S.-centric in our view because this is... Our, this is Wait, our Chris, pad. where do you live? I, in the United States of America. America! Where do you live? America! Yeah, so, but, though, you know, and we do try to look outside the world. Of so course. We, yeah. we try to use that to our advantage. We try to look at how the U.S. behaves around the world and analyze it from our standpoint here internally, give you the yep. inside pitch from people who aren't crazy. Yep. You know, so that's our value. I have an idea, Chris. You know, what And I need? hope it helps our world listeners, like, understand what's going on over here in Crazy Town. What we need is affiliates, Chris. What we need is unfilter affiliates. So this could be unfilter core here. This is going to be core. Right. And, and then, then we'll we have, have affiliates unfiltered affiliates all around the world <laughs> with, in training camps. No, uh, uh, yes. no, Chase was kidding. But what we were thinking it's, about is if that Patreon were ever to get immensely successful, we would want to travel not just in the U.S., but honestly outside the U.S. UK, to help Australia. And do you know, shows from there. Do them from there, right? Yeah. So that's... I was going to mention that a little bit, but I'm pretty excited. Yeah. It's well, pretty exciting. You know, now, we have some great uh, great news to share about the Patreon. We'll talk about that later in the show. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But first, it's time for a, uh, of course, an we've NSA been cover- update. We've been covering this since episode yeah. 56, uh, 5, 54, 54. 54, yeah. There was, um, there was some interesting stuff that came out on The Intercept this week. That's the new... Uh, Greenwald, Poitras. I, I was, uh, was going to call it the streams. Pierre Omidar. Uh, from, from the streams. And it uh, turns out that the NSA has been recording every single cell phone call word for word, storing it for at least 30 days in the Bahamas. Oh, so we're not going to the Bahamas and, is what you're saying. <laughs> is that places. what you're saying? Here's a little update on what's going on. Surveillance is part of a top secret program called Somalget. 
some will get is part of a broader NSA program called Mystic, which the Intercept says as of 2013 was being used to secretly monitor the telecommunication systems of six countries, including the Bahamas, Mexico, the Philippines, and Kenya. However, while the Mystic program reveals the agency's pursuit of metadata in all those countries, Somaget has enabled the NSA to also record the content of nearly every conversation in the Bahamas and one other unnamed country. The NSA tells RT that its efforts are focused on ensuring the protection of the national security of the United States, its citizens, and our allies through the pursuit of valid foreign intelligence targets. They went on to say that all of the NSA's efforts are strictly conducted under the rule of law of and provide appropriate protection for privacy rights. Oh, totally. In one of the documents, the Intercept acknowledged the NSA boasts of being able to log. Oh, log every call. I don't know why it cut off there at the end. Log every call. Now, if you and also if you look at that slide you had had yeah. up there, this came from the Intercept as well. Uh, in addition to the Bahamas, they give it quick mention, but you can see it there on the slide. Uh, the uh, NSA also is targeting the entire mobile networks of Mexico, Kenya, nice, and the Philippines. Oh, that's nice of them. So it's not just the Bahamas. I like the fact <laughs> that they have a nice little screenshot of an iPhone there with yeah. some text messagings happening. Yeah, that's, that's nice. nice. Isn't it? That's very nice. Uh, according to the documents provided by Snowden, so that's where these came from, and the and Intercept is still going through them. Now, the story wasn't written by Greenwald himself, but one of his associates on the Intercept. He's still out doing the book tour. Uh, all told, the NSA is using this mystic program to gather personal data on mobile selps placed in countries with a combined population of more than 250 million people. That's wow. A, that's a lot of people, Chase. And now here's the part that I don't like. This okay. is the part. Now, there's a lot of aspects to this story uh, that bother me. Um, obviously, the potential for economic espionage here is is pretty intense. Um, it, it's pretty high. But where I really have issue with this is they're also using this to basically bust people for buying weed. And Whoa, they, really? Yeah. Yeah. In fact, uh, there's uh, in the show notes, I have an image of uh, a uh, essentially an intercept where they grab uh, a call where this guy talks about how he's going to be taking in uh, some weed and uh, how much weed he thinks I, it's going to be. Is this the image that you're talking about? I think yeah, I Yeah, that's it yeah. right there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they're using the some all get program. Uh, and here's here's how here's here's how, think about how they do this. So this is how Greenwald or the Greenwald associate explains how some all gets. Uh, they go like this. If an entire nation's cell phone calls were sort of a menu for TV shows, Mystic is part of the some all get program. Mystic would be the cable programming guide showing up with channels which offer shows and win. Some all get would be the DVR that automatically records every show on every channel and then stores them for a month. Okay, all right, but so when they, they go, work together. But when they go back and watch it, that's when they need the warrant, right? I, probably I, not if it's somebody outside the U.S. But the Bahamas uh, is I, yeah outside the U.S. Right? They're, they're, they're not. It's not like the U.S. Virgin Islands. It, it, the Bahamas are separate. Yeah, right? the Bahamas are. It's 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 a democ- I mean, I don't understand what this is. They're like there's no threat from them. There's they're, they're democratically elected leaders. <laughs> it just seems crazy. It seems honestly like a test. Like they're just trying it out. Like they're just working on the system. Plus, a lot of influential people go there to vacation. So, what about that hidden uh, country, though? What, what about that other one that we don't know about that they're recording every conversation from? We haven't gotten the name yet. Oh, yeah. 
Why? Uh, so yeah, so here's uh, another slide. There's just all kinds of slides. They talk about how uh, the State Department has in the past labeled the Bahamas as a major drug transit country. And uh, so, you know, it's obviously from that angle, you know, the drug war angle, uh, an area of interest. I'd hate to think they're violating this many people's privacies just for the freaking war on drugs, but I guess any justification. In fact, uh, the NSA, I have information in the show notes about this, was able to use Executive Order 12333, triple threes in that one, two executive order. This executive order allowed them to ride in on the drug war. And what the NSA did is they worked with the contractors who were setting up the telco systems because when the Bahamas did their build out, they didn't, they didn't, the government themselves didn't build it out. They hired out contracts and those contractors came in and built out the telecommunication systems. Well, so what the, what did the NSA do? They got in with those contractors. And that's one of the things that this, these revelations reveal is what the NSA did is they started working with those people directly. And they say here in these slides that in most cases, the host country is totally unaware of the NSA's activities because they just compromised the contractors. And Reagan is the one that made that executive order. So this, the per, their ability to do this goes back to when Reagan was in the office. So that probably gives you an idea of how long they've been doing it or working on it. You know, I always think about, you know, people who come out and say, you know, I can't believe Snowden, you know, released these documents. I can't believe that this stuff was shared. But think about it for a minute. Let it sink in for a moment. Our government, our United States government, is doing something on such a huge yeah, 250 scale. 250 million people. Huge scale. And it's all take, as they call it. It's it's all contents. They're taking everything, you guys. Yep. Everything. Oh, and yeah. we would never have known about this right. if it wasn't for him. Yeah. But then there's many people out there who feel Snowden is a traitor, that he needs to go to the stake, not the beef steak there, that we had there earlier, is but something the steak. There is something I interesting just don't going understand. on. This this particular revelation, what's interesting about this is it's sort of also there was a WikiLeaks versus Greenwald uh, thing that happened where Greenwald didn't want to release all the names, and WikiLeaks said that was BS. Right. And Greenwald said, well, it's for their protection. And WikiLeaks says, well, hold on. Every time somebody says you shouldn't have leaked the Snowden stuff for protection, you said that was crap. Now, all of a sudden, you're parroting that line. And there was this big back and forth about it. So I've got a link with more info in the show notes if you guys want to read about that. But I wanted to talk about something that I think is a bit of a – well, I, I don't want to give it away. I want right. to get your opinion. I'm going to play this. All right. And I'm going to ask you what you think about this. Okay. okay. Um, actually, you know, before I do that. I'm going to uh, change my file player because I don't know why it cut off at the end there. That was all kinds of weird. New install, Chase. You know what I mean? It's all kinds of weird. So this is coming out is of that California. Windows uh, 98 SE or whatever. Yeah. There? Yeah. I'm running. Uh, you can see here. This is the uh, right here. That's the uh, Windows 98 SE uh, theme you know, of, lo- for I, files. That's pretty slick. Yeah. That looks good. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's the old uh, Storm uh, color palette or whatever they used to call it. So this is <laughs> happening in California. However, California is one of many states that is working on something just like this. While California is looking to make things just a little bit more difficult for the NSA, in a proposed bill which just passed in the state Senate, the federal government would need a warrant from a judge if it wants the cooperation of Californian officials in searching residents' cell phone and computer records. The bill was introduced as a result of the NSA leaks by former government contractor Edward Snowden, showing massive internal surveillance of American citizens by the agency. The California bill is still moving through the state legislature, but is the farthest along when compared to similar measures in other eight states. So was it kind of, did you follow what it is? Because it seems a little weird, right? Here's, here, I'll, I'll kind of paraphrase. 
they're working on legislation that if the NSA wants access on a person's information and they have to use state official resources, they have to get a warrant. Okay. Uh, here's why I think this, and does this sound kind of gimmicky to you a little bit? Because to me, this is gimmicky. Well, I, I point to their facilities in San Francisco. Uh, well, it's not NSA facilities, but they're rem- in uh, they're in an AT and T building right. in downtown San Francisco. But that's got nothing to do with state officials. No, no. They so just worked out a deal with AT and T. They just straight up put a prism device. Right. This now that we know what it is, this is why I think this is an election year gimmick. Yeah. Because, like, okay, so I'm, when I'm you, leaning towards that way. When you have to go through a state official, in that case, you'll have to have a warrant. But because the data you're primarily getting is the ISP's data or the cellular carrier's right. data or Google's data, yeah. state officials aren't involved with that. Yeah, and the other thing, too, I, I'd love to know is, is there any public uh, disclosure clause where if the NSA is pulling that See, information, that they have would be to reveal legit. it. Yeah. If that was legislation they're trying yeah. to pass, that would be legit. This, to me, is election year. Well, look, I'm fighting the NSA. I'm making them have to get warrants. Yep. And then it's a little caveat, little asterisk there. Warrants are only required when dealing with state officials. Right. Or, you know, under, under the guise of national security, if there's any kind of uh, national security issue that right. is under the emergency clause, right. yes. uh, we are not required to disclose they're that not. information. No, exactly. And, yeah. They're not. Yeah. So uh, here's – okay. So you have this kind of stuff going on. And then I think you also have the the beast just needs to continually re-justify itself to the public media. Yeah. So the FBI did a good PR blitz. We played a clip uh, from CNN that covered some of this in the supporter show. Here's a clip from NBC. I believe this is uh, Brian Williams. And he's going to tell us about how the FBI, because they're getting so cyber smart and protecting us from these scary cyber hackers, that uh, now you can take your pants off and not have to be afraid. I'm taking them off now. Just as Cassidy Wolf was enjoying this public coronation, her most private moments at home were being violated. I received an anonymous email from an anonymous person. It basically was extorting me and blackmailing me. I saw that he had attached nude photos of me that he had taken in my bedroom. That blackmailer had hacked into Wolf's computer from a remote location and used her own webcam to secretly photograph her. Wolf is one of more than 700,000 cyber hacking victims worldwide whose personal computers were turned into weapons against them. All right, so I'm loving this already. All right, all right. Are you hearing the typing sound effects they've added to? You know what bugs me? You know what grinds my gears? Hey, Chase, you know what what bugs me? You want to know what grinds my gears? You go first, and I'll tell you what's bugging me about this, because there's a couple of things. All right. Whatever. I'm, I'm sorry. I feel bad for her. You know, hey, you know, her t- pictures were taken against her knowledge. It wasn't an ex-boyfriend. They weren't in the moment. This was somebody. Well. Hold on. Wait. Hold on. I'm just playing. The, All right. Assuming I, uh, everything she said is true. That's what I'm assuming. And it's not a boyfriend who was like. Right. 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 Uh, that being said. Whatever happened to personal responsibility? Let me guess. She's probably running Windows XP. She's probably not even running any kind of they, antivirus. They did show a shot of her machine. It was a Windows box. I okay. don't know what. Uh, let me guess. She probably downloads music. Perhaps. Maybe right. she doesn't know how to right. download it correctly. Not using. She's probably uh, using IE. <laughs> but, I, I, I'm just. I'm not trying to blame the victim here. Yeah. But at the same time, there's a little bit of yeah. personal responsibility you know, that needs to occur. I don't know. I feel I'm like, sorry, just a little bit. I feel like Windows is such a train wreck, such a piece of crap, that really any average user should never be using it. Only I, only people with technical expertise should use Windows. Uh, so I can't really fault her for that. But here's where, here's 
here's what I do fault All is right. I fault this report because what they are about to do is conflate two probably completely unrelated scenarios. Her webcam getting accessed and then the FBI cyber ring that they just shut down. There is no link between the malware that they no, shut no, down no, no. and her let, camera. Let's 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 be the public, let them decide. Let's play the remainder of the clip and right, let's I'll, see they're, they're, you know what, Chris? You well, know, I don't same, believe you. They're going to tie, tie no, it to some. No, they don't. It's the same kind of malware, but it, it, they are. There's no there's necessarily no correlation. But and and the thing that's great is the FBI has been doing this PR package, and like so each each news agency puts their own spin on it. But I thought NBC going with the Miss America spin that was the best well, one. Well, let's see. Let's find Today, out. Today, federal authorities announced more than 90 arrests in 19 countries, from the U.S. to Europe. A two-year investigation, one of the largest cyber crimes Just 90 arrests? ever. Among just them 90? Was- yeah. Wait, two years and you just get 90 people? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm in the wrong business. I know. That's a lot of money for money, 90. Man. My gosh. Largest cyber crime crackdowns ever. Among them, a Swedish hacker living in Moldova who federal investigators say helped create and market the malicious software called Black Shades Remote Access Tool. And they even make sure they put the name on the screen. That wait, way you can go Google for wait, it right Black now. Black Shades Remote. Oh, yeah. Wait, look, actually, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it right now. In gonna, some ways, this thing almost ends up being like a PR piece for this piece of software because they like mentioned it a few times. So right. are you looking it up right hey, now? Hey, go ahead and bring up my screen okay, here. So, You're going to love this. All right. Here, I'll play software it again. You see, you see what Black I'm using Black Shades here? Remote Access Tool. Black Shades. Black Shades. Remote access tool. And I believe it's one word actually. Black access shades, is, I think. Tool. tool. Yeah. Got it. Okay. All right. Fair what you, enough. What do you What do you get when you bing that chase? Uh, uh, Wikipedia listing. All about black shades. And you, this is just all news. This is just news it's crap, cute. isn't this? This is crap. This is just crap. Yeah. I'm sorry. You know what? I binged it on purpose. I don't use black shades. Rat. <laughs> oh, black. Try black shades. Rat. Black so search shades, for black shades. Rat. Black yeah. shades. Rat. Yeah, and then we'll keep it. We'll play it while you. Oh wait, black shades. Rat. Free download. Yeah. There you go. Wait. All right. Hold on. Uh, freecracking.com. There you go. You're yes. on a you're on a Linux box, so don't worry yeah. about downloading. All right, so I'll mixing. go ahead. I'll click on that. And I'll take us to the uh, black yeah. freecracking. There it is. Blackshades.net. Click. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Download client.exe. There's screenshots. Oh nice. There's screenshots. <laughs> this is great. Look. Download the link. Oh yeah. Do it. No. 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 It's fine. Oh, I know. But I mean, you want me to click the video? No, I want you to download the software. But this is. Oh, this is from Mega. This comes oh, from Mega. Okay. Oh. All right, hold on. There it is. I'm downloading it now. Blackshadesrat.raw. I'm going to download it. Okay, it's going to take a while. Uh, hold on, hold on. Oh, wait, it, there it goes. No. Uh, wait, wait, wait for it. It's almost done. I'll play the rest of the clip while it goes. And it is... No, this is Mega, dude. It's our, they always... It's just... It, that's what it does. Oh, it, it's done. Oh, it's done. All right, okay. I have the RAR. So now you have it. I have it. So now uh, we should expect a... Uh, Mr. Uh, Fisher, are you in there? Hi, hi, Mr. Fisher. Uh, we just we just detected you downloaded. Hey, we just did our first screencast on the unfiltered show. <laughs> nice. Okay. All right. Play out the rest because it's just great, and it almost becomes like an ad. Access tool or Black Shades Rat. <gasps> just forty dollars. Forty bucks. The Black Shades Rat enabled anyone, anywhere in the world, to instantly become a dangerous cyber criminal. Black Shades can be used to hijack computers remotely and turn on computer webcams, access hard drives, and even capture keystrokes to steal passwords. Cybersecurity experts say beware. Hackers try to lure you to click on an attachment. Once you've done that, you've downloaded the bad stuff onto your computer and the attacker can take over. Another tip from the experts, shut your computer off when you walk away. Just as easily, put a piece of dark tape over the webcam. Oh. Tonight, experts warn hundreds of other hacking programs remain for sale online. So act quick. 
Hey, hey Chris, <laughs> what, what about go to my PC? Can't that do that? Uh, what about the other ones? Like a remote desktop can do that? Yeah, I mean, it's probably like a VNC thing, and you can trigger the webcam. I mean, oh. yeah, is this stuff bad? Of course. But like you said, it's a combination of personal responsibility and put some damn tape over your camera if Hey, you got else. some gaffer's tape? Because there's a webcam on this. I know. Well, that see, thankfully, like on these monitors, I don't plug that in. Oh, thank God. I know, so you don't have to worry at all. But you have a laptop right there, Chris, yeah, in front of you. I hope. I get a thrill out of it, especially when I'm baiting. Shut up. Shut up, I'm baiting. (laughs) I'm glad you got the reference. Uh, Watching out my balls right now. Come on. (laughs) We should take a little uh, break right here and uh, thank our patrons. That's usually what we normally would thank our unfiltered supporters, which it's the same. same Are you you talking about uh, uh, patreon.com slash unfiltered? Patreon.com slash unfiltered. It is the new system to support the unfiltered show. And man, I'm really happy to say I think the... I would say a lot of the feedback has been people really like the new system. Yeah. Uh, first of all, one of the things that's nice when you sign up now, you get immediate access to the supporter show, which yep. is a nice benefit because in the past you had to wait one week. Uh, but there's also more of a community now because there is a discussion area for our patrons. Mm-hmm. And they can – you know what? It's also a good mechanism for us to get feedback directly from the people who keep us on the air. Yeah. So as of this recording, what? We're at 127 right 127. now? 127. Now, in, in case for people who don't know what Patreon's all about, it's it's a way to support – independent media and content like us uh, on a per-month basis. That's the best part about it. We're able to track it much easier than before. You can use a direct uh, debit or credit card or PayPal. And you are able to track it. It's right yeah, there, it's sort right of Kickstarter of style. It's right there on the page. And the other thing we're doing now is we're making it very clear what the milestones are and how close we're getting to those. In the past, we'd sit here and we'd say, yeah, once you guys get us to this number, we're really going to try to do this, but it was nothing firm. Now we've got it down there on paper. We've already hit, is it two or three of our milestones We hit now? three. Three of you guys are so awesome. So we're keeping the lights it's on. It's crazy. So, so here's a couple of things that you may notice when you come to our Patreon page. The first thing is if you uh, decide to pledge at least $5 or more per month, you get the ultimate unfiltered experience, which Boom. means you get that BitTorrent sync immediately. Yes. Chris hooks you up, makes it happen happen yep. right away. There's also an RSS feed where you get the audio, and we're experimenting with an enhanced video version of the Unfiltered show that includes news clips and things like that for the supporters right. show, and that's going to be in the BitTorrent sync. You get that as a supporter. You also get all the clips, all of our notes, but, all the art but Chris, assets. But Chris, there's something even better. There's What's something that? even more special, What's and this that? is something that we launched with the Patreon, and that is the Unfiltered Investor. And what that means is for $33.33 per month or more. We have had some people actually pull the trigger and do more, which is incredibly gracious of you guys. You get all the previous benefits that we mentioned, but you also are going to get an automatic subscription to Unfiltered Swag. Now, Chris, what is Unfiltered Swag? So we're going to, one of the other ways we're going to start doing some fundraising for this show is if you can't get in on a monthly basis, from time to time, we're going to offer some swag up that'll just help fund the show. Right. Like shirts or maybe coins or bumper stickers. Episode 100 is around the corner and we've got an idea we have some ideas if you are in the investors club right you're going to get one piece of that swag yep as just part you're of, just going to get it yeah and, so and that's why when you sign up we ask for your address yeah for that so, one only, so, only for that the one five dollar or or you yeah. know more yeah. you don't have to. yeah if, yeah if you do if you pledge 33 now you might be noticing if you go to this page right now as we record this show live on wednesday that there's two of 33 left. There's only two, two slots. slots left. Now, oh, my God. I will likely add more slots in the future. But it's going this to. This is all we can handle right now. This is all. So it's going to be at yeah. this limit for a while. Yeah. So if you want to be, get into that unfiltered swag, then go over to uh, patreon.com slash unfiltered. Click on the pledge of 33 or more. Now, you, of course, are welcome to pledge any amount you want. 
If you'd like to pledge more than 33, have at it. You can change it at any time you want. You can also go below five. If you can't afford five, you just won't get access to all right. the bonus goodies. The, the good thing about Patreon is, is, first off, it does only ding your card once a month. It's at the at the beginning of the month uh, that when they process all the payments. Now, now Chris, mm. on the left-hand side, we did reach our goals. We have two more goals upcoming. Do you want to talk about them real quick, or are you just going to leave it yeah, there? Yeah, no, we can mention it. Okay. One thing I wanted to clarify, too, is... Uh, I, I really want to stress that we need the Amazon payments and PayPal uh, folks oh, yeah. to switch over. We need be- you to switch over. Because because of the consolidated way that Patreon does the billing, we're going to save a bunch more money on the processing. The Amazon payment system was eating us alive yeah, no on the billing. So uh, the Patreon system, much better. So we make a little bit more there. So your dollar goes more towards supporting this show. So please go switch over there. Yeah, let's talk about the milestones. All right, so obviously we've already knocked through our our previous milestone goals, which was actually to get us back to where we were from the the spring spring cleaning cleaning and stuff. And also, uh, not only that, we are are now at the the break-even point for the show, but... At the same that's time, that's the funds. That's the we just reached the level where we're funding one day of production. Right now, to be blunt, this show obviously takes more than one day of production. Right, right. It's it's several days in the making combined. Right. Yeah. But we wanted to be able to say, okay, Wednesday, the day that Unfilter is recorded, that's paid for now, and that's what we just did, and that's amazing. That is that that keeps the show going. Yeah, that's what we've just accomplished. This show is now is is able to fund itself. We're solvent, as they say yeah. in the financial world. Now we want to now we want to be able to then sort of do things that are a little maybe extra and above and beyond what we've been able to do in the past. Yeah. So we have secret plans that we want to reveal at the $2,500 per month upgrade. Now, <laughs> you mean the one now, that you revealed? No, 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 What are you talking about, man? Nothing, nothing. We'll edit that out. What are you sure. talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Rakai, uh, yeah. edit now. Yeah. Uh, so when we get to $2,500 per month, we want to do an upgrade. Uh, to the show, and not only when we want to do an upgrade, but you know, it makes things a little bit easier for us to do to do more things that we really wanted to put into the show, but yeah. we have to wait till we actually get to the funds to do so. Yeah, for sure. But the big one, which you never know, it's not outside the goat, uh, goat, the, the goat of possibilities. <laughs> the goat of possibilities. The goat is, of possibilities. It's not only to bring the unfilter upgrade, and obviously you're keeping the lights on, but to bring the show twice a week because we know there's news that happens. Yeah. A lot more than what we can cover in yeah. one week's and, show. And I tell you what, too, like a lot of times we'll we'll talk about a story. I mean, it's on Wednesday, so it's just on the cusp of something major developing. Yeah. And sometimes within that week, the story develops and concludes, or even has a major development. And it's like, gosh, I'd really like to talk about that before next Wednesday. Yeah. yeah so absolutely. The, the second show a week would really kind of keep. Uh, the the story's flowing, I think, a lot more coherently. Yeah. We could keep a track of a lot more threads that way and uh, sort of keep people more informed and up to date. And I think we'd still try to form it so that way if you could only have time to listen to one show, you still could get by doing that. Yeah. Uh, so I'd love to – this show originally from conception – Originally from conception, was always going to be a, a, a viewer-driven show, and it was always like one day, one day we may go to a week. Like from very, from, from the very beginning, it's like I don't know if we'll ever do we, it. We love to dream, <laughs> but we we've always considered it, it. Yeah, but you know, it, it's got to. It's fr- from a business standpoint, it I just mean, has to make sense. I mean, personally, th- this kind of experience for me has been phenomenal. I mean, you know, kind of going up to episode one hundred and doing that retrospective, you know. Uh, here I am, you know, I'm driving over to Chris's house. You know, it's a rainy night. You know, we're starting episode one and. You know, we didn't really know where the show was going to turn into. And here we are at 98 episodes. We have 127 of you who believe in what we are doing. And that is the most phenomenal thing that you guys are are willing to invest into us 
you know what? That's that's the best part. We don't have to worry about yeah. a sponsor. No. We don't have to worry about trying to go get X and Y and Z and yeah, making and sure they're happy. I'll tell you, I don't know if it's just the way my uh, brain works or what, but I am I am motivated like hell. I am very motivated. Because it's like, you know, it's it's one thing to impress a sponsor, but when it's your audience that's paying you that's the that's the highest stakes for well, a content creator. And not only that, it's a direct one-to-one. It's it's one of those things where if you are not liking where the show is or how we're doing the show, you're going to vote with your pocketbooks. And you also have that exclusive uh, patron discussion area where you really have our ear. Yeah. And the other cool thing about Patreon is you know, we'll, we can throw surprises in there. We can do exclusive stuff just for patrons, just for people who support the show. Yep. That we have a whole platform. For you it. have a whole platform, and you know, I, I've seen some great comments in there, Chris. You know, a lot of people are saying, "I love this." I dropped the five dollar per month that I was on the old platform. I moved over and I became a investor. Boom! That's I mean, awesome. I mean, it's it's incredible. So, in, in case you guys don't know about it, if you're on the old platform, you need to come over today. Do it now. Patreon.com slash unfilter. I, I'm just going to dream. I'm, I, you know what? I'm not going to be totally bummed if this doesn't happen, but it it would... Hey, wait. Could you imagine... Where, where's, if, wait, where, where's the coat? Chris, talk to me. Tell me Tell me how what, you're feeling, Chris. Well, doctor, uh, could tell you me. imagine if we got to our next milestone, the unfilter upgrade yeah. by episode 100? That's two weeks, three weeks. Do you think that's possible? That would be 2,500. I mean, that's, that, that would be... That would blow my mind. Like, imagine if we knew at 100... Like it's okay. One hundred marks the beginning of the next gear of unfiltered. Oh, like man. that'd be huge. Uh, Patreon.com slash unfiltered. Thanks you guys for no, your support. Thank you. You thank guys, you for seriously. keeping us on the air. We we're now at a point now where we know we can keep doing this every single week and yeah. that I really appreciate. No, that I mean that's that's one of those things where, you know, there were there were times that, you know, even Chris Chris and I we look at each other and we're like, uh I, 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 we don't know if we're gonna make it. I mean, we don't know if we can continue this. Yeah, especially after the spring cleaning and the all the problems we had with the Amazon payment system. It, like, we weren't sure if the Patreon thing would work for us, and I'm, I'm really glad it did. And I think the reason why it's worked so well is because it's it's not only is it better for us, but it's it's way better well, for the audience. Honestly, too. we're able. Here's the best part. I mean, one of the best parts, and then there's a lot of great parts. But with not having sponsors, okay, on this show. We are able to be completely open and honest and not have to sugarcoat or eliminate or, or even just or, like try to goose it up so that way it's clickbaity. Yeah. That's yeah. what for me is the, the most the, important well, the part. Only, admittedly, the only thing we do clickbaity is the title. You know, we, we sometimes. We, yeah. Yeah. But like I'll give you an example. Like you and I on the pre pre show were discussing how our local uh MyNorthwest.com news site is well, always... Well, it's not just them. It's all, all yeah. the local news. But they're always running these bullcrap pot stories that are are just there to get clicks, right? Like when we have... We'll a, talk about it a little bit later. Yeah. When we have a discussion, like there's meat to it, and, and it's because it's because of where that motivation comes from, yeah. which is the audience. Yeah, no, but you guys, I, I want to give you all a hug, all 127 in you. And I know there's some of you out there go, I want to become a supporter, but I can't afford it yeah. right now. You, you know, know if we just had a few folks watching live right now, go to patreon.com slash unfilter and even just got us over to 130. Hey, hey, I want to show you guys That'd something. That'd be really great. Can you show them my screen yep, one more I'll thing? Pull it up. Yep. Now, obviously, you look on the left-hand side here. It says give $5 per month. Let's say you can't afford that. Let's say you can only afford, I'm serious, 25, no, 33 cents. I don't know if that, well, that might get all eaten by transaction, right? It could. It could. But I'm, what I'm saying is you can put any amount in that you feel yes, is bad. Right. You and, just won't get anything unless you're right. below five. I, I would love but to- it still s- supports us. I want to see the Patreon number go up. I want to see that number go up. I, I think we need to start adding into the show a Patreon prediction number. That'd be fun. Yeah. So right now we're at 128, right? 
Oh, really? So we just went went up one. Great. All right, so we're at one twenty eight. Great. I'd love to see that hit one thirty. I'm I'm putting a prediction right now. One thirty three. Got to be thirty three, right? Wow. So well, one thirty three. If we're going to get to the next milestone by one hundred, it's going to have to be more than that. I know, but I'm talking about just for next week. So one thirty three. All right. Let's move on. One thirty three. We'll put it in the book. I want to start by something kind of huge that happened this week. Uh, uh, That's sort, what she said. What? Yeah. Uh, you know what? I think I'll just let Brian set it up. You Brian. might have heard the story that the U.S. is going after China for the hacking. Well, uh, listen why. Good evening. The federal government today opened a whole new front in a war that's been going on for some time. But for the first time ever, the United States is filing criminal charges against the Chinese, specifically five members of the Chinese military for electronic spying, hacking into the computers of some of the largest American companies and flat out stealing trade secrets. Wow. It's the first time the U.S. has done this, filed economic espionage charges against officials of a foreign government. It's where we begin tonight with our justice correspondent, Pete Williams. Hey, Pete. The top federal prosecutor in Pittsburgh says Chinese hacking into U.S. Steel's computers know, right? played a role in the company's decision to... All right. So, yeah, I, yeah, Pete sounds like he's in a can. And I, I thought maybe that was because, like, they thought if they use that frequency, maybe it would drill more into no, people's no, heads. No, I, no. I, I know why. I know exactly why. The indictment, which is a effectively stealing jobs from major companies like United States Steel Corporation yes. and Alcoa Corporation, yeah. which makes cans. Oh, so he's talking to one of their... So, yeah, he's about to say that right here. Yeah. ...played a role in the company's decision to cut 140 jobs at this plant in McKeesport. That's a key piece of information. So, so they're setting this up almost immediately that this Chinese hacking indirectly or directly led to Cause job loss. Yeah. After the Chinese flooded the market with cheaper steel pipe. Cyber theft impacts real people in real and painful ways. Painful. The lifeblood of any organization is the people who work, strive, and sweat for it. All right, so we're going to come back to that whole jobs angle of this. But first, I want to give you guys a little more background on uh, who these quote-unquote hackers were. If you are a longtime listener of TechSnap, you might remember the company named Mandiant and the building that they talked about in China, same group. The FBI today issued wanted posters for five members of the Chinese military now charged with running a cyber espionage operation targeting U.S. companies. Prosecutors say the men work inside the People's Liberation Army as part of an elite hacking unit, codenamed 61398. John Carlin is the Assistant Attorney General for National Security. For the first time, we are exposing the faces and names behind the keyboards in Shanghai used to steal from American businesses. From this building in Shanghai, prosecutors say the members of 61398 stole corporate secrets, product specs, and private memos from five U.S. companies. It doesn't sound like it's too major. Private memos, some specs. Okay, all right. But Holder is going to give us a full list of the companies that he calls victims. We expect, we hope, that the Chinese government will work with us in connection uh, with this and bring these indicted men uh, to justice. Holder named six U.S. companies he called victims. Westinghouse Electric, Alcoa, Allegheny Technologies, United States Steel, the United Steelworkers Union, and Solar World. Now, they don't go into detail in that clip, but uh, supposedly the Westinghouse theft involved nuclear power plant. Ooh. Nuclear power plants, plans. Uh, and so what the essential argument here is that this Chinese theft is giving them a leg up in trade negotiations, uh, in, in, in time to market, and it is directly resulting in the loss of American jobs. 
U.S. Steel's game plan for competing with Chinese state-owned competitors and confidential production and cost figures from Solar World of Portland, Oregon. Inside information that the... I think that was the same group that uh, was a, was a little bit of controversy during Barry's re-election because of some money that went to them and then was just kind of lost as they went out of business. Well, now we have this sort of revisiting, and well, we, we, we lost to the market because of Chinese hackers. Uh. company says gave the Chinese a leg up in a highly competitive industry. We've had many, many companies close, shut down operations, or pull out of the business, and lots of Americans have lost their jobs. Do you believe that, by the way, Chris? I mean, do you... All right. I mean, here, I am not one to call the American media a liar (laughs) here. Uh, But, you know, it's one of those things where... I mean, can I really believe this story? Yeah, okay. So I mean, granted, I've lost my jobs, but I've lost a job, many jobs, and uh, because of Asian hackers. Do you think it's it's possible? It's plausible. It's plausible, but... Do you think it's maybe possible, like, on a smaller scale? I'll give you... You know, I bet you, if anything, I'll give you the real... Give me the inside scoop, Chris. I bet you what happened is a few contractors for some of these companies were compromised, and those contracts were canceled as a result. Yeah. Maybe a few projects were shut down as a result of some of this stuff. I I bet, yeah. So I bet you there has been some job loss. I think it's more about establishing a narrative that sort of explains why we have such a crappy economy in a new, fancy, shiny way that also gives us an enemy at the same time. Uh. And also allows you to assign blame to to the job market failure without actually having to look at the intrinsic, uh, systematic problems in our economy that are actually contributing to the massive amounts of people that have just completely left the labor market. Job rates are going, or unemployment numbers. But Chris, but Chris, this is the same government that wants to eliminate the cap on the visa program to allow more trade workers to come (laughs) into the country and and take the American jobs. You know, it's uh, so- Same government. Yeah, they're they're crazy. They're 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 uh, they're psychotic. They're bipolar. Um, <laughs> it seems like it. At least, well, I don't know if bipolarnessness. Has I think the problem is we have here is we have we have one narrative that says the economy should be doing X, and yeah. then we have some stats that kind of back that up, like the dropping unemployment number and the overall wealth in America, depending on how you frame that, that sort of back that argument up. But then there's this problem where like. Everybody actually knows that unemployment in the United States is at some sort of level we've never had. No, no, in our Chris, have you have you not read that it, you know yeah. the percentage numbers are so, the lowest we've ever seen because less and less people are being counted. It's like that's this, not in the article. There's the, it's like there's this continuous reinforcement of all these things around. It's like something's not quite right with the official story. I think everybody can kind of sense that. And I think in some reason that's why some people tune into the show is they sense the real the the narrative I'm hearing that's not accurate. There's there's not logical anymore. But if you have things like this, you can point to you can say it's a contributing factor to the economy yeah right. all this chinese hacking those bad chinese so what we need to do factor. is we need to fight all chinese <laughs> we need to fund our cyber divisions more chase that's, that's what right. we need to yeah. do uh and is so, that something i can do on my tax returns where i can like check a box and say i want to donate instead of three dollars to the presidential fund i wish and you could also select the drones and if you could say drones that kill children or drones that don't kill, kill children that'd be good too oh yeah uh, and i think okay but i do want to focus on something they are uh, they have been in, they have been in conversations with the Chinese about this kind of stuff for many years now. But specifically over the last couple of years, it has been a very contentious point. Uh, in fact, uh, there was some falling out over the Obama administration's insistence about talking about cyber theft issues with the Chinese. 
But every time that they've done this, the Chinese come back and said, show us the proof. And they and the Obama administration is now trying to very publicly, very publicly show them the proof. And and by in this, this is the first time we've ever indicted another uh, a foreign government official of this type of thing. The Justice Department today filed the first ever criminal charges against officials of a foreign government for stealing U.S. economic secrets by computer. Inside this building in Shanghai, prosecutors say, five members of the Chinese army, each named in an indictment, hacked directly into the computers of U.S. companies. For the first time, we are exposing the faces and names behind the keyboards in Shanghai used to steal from American businesses. Boom. I love that line. So I had, I just love that line from behind the keyboard. Now, uh, so your buddy, Mike Morrell, former CIA yeah, director, uh, might be your buddy. Uh, deputy director too, uh, now working for CBS News, uh, Skypes into the morning show with uh, Charlie, and they chat about this a little bit. And one of the things that comes up, uh, Charlie actually asked a great question. He's like, wait, why are we getting all up in arms about this? Haven't we just been exposed for economic spying um, quite a bit here with the Snowden revelations? Does the U.S. conduct economic espionage uh, on other countries. United States um, does not. Okay, now listen. Um, and in my experience, never has. Does not, and in my experience, never has. Um, stolen economic secrets from another country and given them to our companies for economic advantage. Did you catch the qualifier? Mm. I'm going to play it back. And tell me if you catch the qualifier so you can see where the lie is. Country And given them to our companies for economic advantage. For economic advantage. So we've never done economic spying and given it to one of our companies. Experience never has um, stolen economic secrets. Okay, so we've never stolen economic secrets, but that's not the end of the sentence. The end of the sentence is... ...from another country and given them to our companies for economic advantage. <laughs> we've never stolen them and given them to our companies so for not, economic advantage. He's, saying we've not, he's not saying we've never stolen them. In fact... What he's saying is, yeah. we steal them, but when we steal them, we don't share them with other companies. Oh, that's nice. That's what he's saying. Um, we do not do that. Um, a number of other countries do, but uh, we, ha- we do not and never have. Is the key word, we have not given them to other companies? Um, we, we're we not have even done interest- that, but not given them to other companies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, Charlie, in general? Uh, in uh, general, in, now listen, in general. I love, well, first off, in, point to Charlie for picking up on that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Important. I, I'm surprised that he's actually Charlie. You okay, Charlie? Right. I mean, you picked, <laughs> I you picked up on. I that. sometimes wonder if it's like that's the good cop, bad cop. You know, like it's that. or maybe that's the real journalistic Charlie, the one that's trying to come out of right. him, yeah. like the alien. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, I, 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 don't, I just for some reason can't imagine. But I, I just, just can't believe Charlie's like, just stuck up there. It's like saying generally, generally, I don't beat hobos. Generally. Um, we're not even interested um, in uh, um, economic secrets. Nah, we, oh, we don't. Generally, well, no. You see, you we're know, so rich. Hey, no. Generally, you know, generally, Chris, I'm not interested yeah. in tightly clad, you know, really hot looking women that go through the park. Generally, um, but in, usually, but on 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 that day, I was. Boy, <laughs> wow. General, um, we're not even interested um, in uh, um, economic secrets. Um, we're interested in national security information that can help the president um, keep our country safe and keep our country for the safe. most part, economic secrets for the most fall part. into that category. For the most part. For the most part. Although, if that economic secret keeps our country safe, then you're damn right it falls within our category. And you got to also figure that if maybe they were trying to leverage a special relationship with, oh, I don't know, Lockheed Martin or some weapons provider. I mean, Chris, weren't you just saying last 
last week on this show that, you know, hey, you, you hope that our country is doing these things so they get the best deals possible yeah. and, you know, hey. Well, I mean, they no, I'm not saying I hope. I'm saying that's what these guys are supposed to be doing. Right. I think that what what I love pointing out here is this, this rampant hypocrisy that we have. Oh, it's true. Uh, yeah. And, of course, it's this very hypocrisy that, as China has responded, has now called us out for. China, unsurprisingly, is not handing over its officers for prosecution. China said Beijing in a statement never hacks anyone's information, but it added, U.S. departments have been carrying out large-scale organized cyber theft and cyber surveillance oh. on foreign dignitaries, corporations, and individuals. Oh. China said the statement is the victim of U.S. cyber theft and cyber surveillance. And indeed, America, Canada, and Australia, all close eavesdropping partners, have been accused of spying on other countries' trade departments for commercial advantage. Yeah, in fact, you know, I've been reading the new uh, Greenwald book, and I'm the part I'm reading just last night is the recap of all of the economic spying and hacking that we've done. I mean, just through quantum insert, the NSA has believed to infected 50,000 computers with malware, so that way you could spy on those computers. And let's not forget, this is also the same NSA that completely took over an entire cellular network in China a few years ago. An entire cellular network. That way wow. they could spy on everyone in that region making calls. So, yeah, yeah, we've done a little bit of this ourselves. I, but do you, do you, are you buying this line that the Chinese government isn't doing hack? Are you buying that? No, I actually believe them 100%, Chris, that, you know, I, I think that China is doing it legitimately. No, oh, of course yeah. not. Come, <laughs> come on, man. Come all right, on. Okay, all right, all right. So uh, here's what I love, though. So yeah. that was China's response to our, like, right. you know, uh, yeah. the indictment. Okay. So then, of course, the State Department. They have to respond. They have to respond to the respond. So this is a little Q&A during the uh, daily briefing with the State Department. The Chinese statement says, quote, it is a fact known to all that relevant U.S. institutions have long been involved in large-scale and organized cyber theft as well as wiretapping and surveillance activities against foreign political leaders, companies, and individuals. China is a victim of severe U.S. cyber theft, wiretapping, and surveillance activities uh, goes on. Is that correct? Well, our intelligence activities are focused on the national security interests of the United States. So you- uh, obviously, again, uh, we believe there should be a continuing dialogue on these issues with China, right. which is why yeah. we've been so supportive of uh, a working group. Oh, a working group. I, that was such the worst non-answer ever. And essentially, it's like it's it's their best way of not denying that they're not doing the same thing without saying they are doing the same thing. Uh, so I love that. I love that Q and A. And your buddy, uh, back to Mike. Uh, he expects yeah. China to respond in some sort of economic way. I'll play this, and then maybe we'll discuss if that's actually just not already happened. U.S. has been in dialogue, quiet dialogue, with the Chinese for a couple of years, trying to work this out. Um, There was very little progress, uh, so I think this step was uh, designed to get not only China's attention on this issue, but but other countries' attention as well. And what retaliation do they expect from the Chinese? I would expect uh, the kind of retaliation you saw today, uh, very strong rhetoric. Um, And I would also expect, uh, Charlie, that you would see um, um, at some point in the not-too-distant future the Chinese um, make the United States pay some sort of economic price some sort of economic deal that we would like to see happen um, will quietly go away and the Chinese will send a very strong signal that way. Now, a couple of things happened um, since this indictment. Number one, uh, a J.P. Morgan official was arrested. 
Okay. And uh, that kind of happened right away. I have information about that in the show notes. Uh, he was in China and they arrested him. Okay. The other thing that happened is what people are calling the gas deal of the century. Now, I'm not, this is something that's been literally 10 years at least in the making, this deal. Yeah. Uh, this is not something that happened just because of what's going on right now. No, it, first sentence 10 years of negotiations. Yeah. But there are was a stalling point that seems to have been overcome recently. And there's a little double double whammy I'm going to tell you about towards the end of this that okay. also seems like a screw you to the U.S. This is a $400 billion 30-year contract this is huge. between Russia and China. Yeah. Russia will be su- supplying oil and natural gas to China for 30 years now. Okay, but there's a twist. It gets even better. We're going to get to that in a second. I want to save that for a little bit because I'll, we'll play this. Are you talking about the? Oh wait. All right. Okay. And don't, don't spoil. I it. know. Just I know. You already spoiled the going around the world thing. No, I didn't. Yes, the multi-billion-dollar deal has finally been struck here in Shanghai. There are smiles all around. There was a little bit of tension because no one quite knew if it was going to come to the compromise that both Russia and China wanted. We know that China wanted a bargain, and Russia was standing firm on the price that they were asking for. So this deal entails Gazprom sending. Billions of dollars worth of China for the next 30 years or so, for decades to come. And it will change the face of the global gas industry as we know it. And I'm sure Europe is looking on uh, rather cautiously at the moment because they too have been trying to diversify their trade. And this will perhaps give Europe a little less leverage in terms of pricing with Russia uh, from now on. So that's one to watch. We know there's been tensions with sanctions going on as well. So there's politics at play involved with this deal. And that's why everyone has been involved in it. It's great timing for China because we know they've got a 1.3 billion people population and they are gas guzzlers, the biggest consumer, and Russia has the biggest reserve. We have some stats in the uh, show notes uh, about the uh, consumption. Uh, it's it's unbelievable, the consumption in China. Last year, China consumed about 170 billion cubic meters of natural gas. China's trying to use more natural gas because of the smog problem. And it is, they're expected to consume 420 billion, 420 billion cubic meters per year by 2020. This deal is going to be in effect by then. Okay. So this is, this is an unbelievable deal. Uh, and, uh, I, and remember we also, what, what was one of the things about Crimea? Crimea had also natural gas pipelines. And the ports. And you know what's out in that water too, which I didn't even know? But out in the in the bay that that that, that the yeah. new Russian territory now extends out to, I I got to look into this more. But I was reading today, there is some people believe a trillion dollars worth of natural gas under the water there, uh, 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 under Crimea. Uh, unbelievable. Anyways, I, w- I want to get back to this clip because they talk a little more about the deal, and then we'll we'll continue on. Gas guzzlers, the biggest consumer, and Russia has the biggest reserves of natural gas. That's what China wants to get involved with at the moment because a huge economic expansion that China has experienced over the last three decades has come at a cost, and that cost is pollution. You can really feel it in the air. It's um, a somewhat dirty air. It's called the smog. It's grey and misty, and they want to move towards a cleaner air, which is natural gas. So it's a win-win situation at the moment, yeah, and say. Russia is looking eastward. Yeah, I'd say they are. Uh, and then, of course, at the same time, Putin said, man, stuff between Russia and China, it's tight. Time to show you some of this morning's headlines from around the globe. The South China Morning Post looks at the growing links between Russia and China. 
Russian President Vladimir Putin calls relations between the two countries a top priority. Putin visits Shanghai tomorrow. In an interview released today with Chinese media, Putin says his ties with China are the best ever. <laughs> what? Wait, 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 Charlie. I uh, told you I'm about sorry. it. I'm sorry. Uh, Charlie, can you please <laughs> repeat that? Some of this Here we go. Let me see if I can find this first. Charlie, can you please tell me again what country? What and country the, was that? By the way, I, best ever. Oh, Down hold on. Some of this Here it is. is it right? calls relation between the two countries a top priority. Here we go. It's coming Putin up. Putin visits Shanghai tomorrow. In an interview released today with Chinese media, Putin says his ties with China are the best ever. <laughs> I love it. I love his it. ties with China I love it. are the best ever. All right. So are you ready for this stinger on this whole uh, China-Russia deal? Hit me with your best shot. So 30-year deal. Some people say $400 billion, Some people say less. Some people say more. Okay. This entire deal bypasses the U.S. dollar. The entire deal bypasses the U.S. dollar traditionally used for this type of deal. So what are they using? They're going to just use their local currencies, their respective local currencies. Wow. And they also released a statement saying the Brinks nations are just going to be doing this more and more. And you think about it, this is something they plan to do over the next 30 years. I, I don't think many uh, big deals like this will be in U.S. dollars. Uh, in maybe they'll years. start using Bitcoin. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. But uh, I thought that was just a surprising little twist to the story. Could be um, it, that particular aspect some people are speculating might have been encouraged by the recent stuff going on in Ukraine. And, wow. and also here you have us rattling our cage at China when we are doing the same exact thing to them. I mean, our own documentation leaked by one of our own intelligence analysts even said that. So it's not even like a secret anymore that we're doing these hacking activities against China. I mean, remember, we just talked about a story last week where they're implanting control chips into Cisco routers. Those are a lot of those are going overseas and a lot of those are going to China. I mean, if you look at some of the NSA slides that have leaked, you can see the amount of intelligence coming out of there. We're doing all of this. We're rallying all of our cages when these other deals are going on. And you know what we're going to get as a result of it? Not much. A favorite technique, the government says, spear phishing, sending an innocuous-looking email that, when opened, secretly installs malware, letting the hackers get access to company data. Among the targets, Westinghouse, data equal to 700,000 pages of emails, including its closely guarded plans for building nuclear power plants. The Chinese foreign ministry called today's charges utterly ridiculous, a pure fabrication, and said it never steals commercial secrets through cyber theft. But computer security experts say China is unlikely to stop. Part of the reason it's a hard habit to kick is that it's incredibly successful. It takes one phishing email with a suspect link in it. One person in the company clicks on that link, and it gives the attacker the foothold to get into the network, take what they need. Brian. Pete Williams starting us off at the Justice Department tonight. Thanks. So um, essentially what they say there is because we don't have a extradition treaty with China, right. they're not going to hand those guys over. No, they're not. They don't even have to legally. And then uh, because it's so successful, it's not likely they're going to stop. Yeah. So they're just going to. So it's so it's just status quo. Uh, is this a deflection technique? Like, hey, you know, we've been spying. Yeah, but look, these guys are doing it now. We're getting serious. We're even doing the legal stuff. This is the first time they've ever put out wanted posters. I don't know Chinese if it's officials. deflection. I think it's more of a maybe a little bit of a distraction to try to get the maybe the American public a little bit more. I don't know, uh, you know, closely educated about this kind of situation because they were ramping up the the red scare. Again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll go with that. That sounds nice, Chase. Yeah. I like that. It smells- Plus, there's, it feels nice. There's probably a good chance that uh, somebody's going to be able to make some money. And you know what I always say. Yeah. Show me the money! money!
<laughs> no, actually, that's not what I always say. Oh, no. What no. I always say is, oh, my God, it's Anderson Cooper. Oh, my gosh, it's Anderson <laughs> Cooper, everybody. Oh, uh, by the way, Chris, we just lost all our patrons. Yeah. <laughs> we just all right. lost them all. So, you know what we like to do, Chase? We like to end on a high note. But oh, boom. Oh, I see what you're doing there. So, we got we got a couple of stories this week that uh, came out from our local news. You know, that you know, obviously, it's going to happen here, and it's also going to probably, you know, if, if, if there's anybody in uh, Colorado that these kind of similar stories, please send them into the show. Yeah. Uh, because, man. Send in like an MP3 file of your, it is, of your it voice. Is, this is laying on thick. So, what do you want to start with? Do you want to start with the... Uh... We'll, we'll talk about the vaping vi- uh, devices okay. first, because uh, this isn't necessarily marijuana-related, but a lot more... People are getting into vaping with yeah, marijuana, yeah, yeah. and uh, let's take a look and see what's well, going we've on. We've been hearing a lot about the growing concern over the use of e-cigarettes among minors. The Washington State Poison Center has uncovered a trend that shows kids under the age of six are what? getting their hands on vaping devices. Cri- wait, wait, stop, 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 Chris, 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 uh, full disclosure here, how old are your kids? Well, Dylan is five. Okay. Abby is three. Okay. And Belle is just about, she's on her, she's rounding the corner to 10 months. All right, so hold on. Yeah. All three of your kids are under six. Yeah, that's true. Dude, uh, you got to get home. I got I to gotta secure some devices. Secure some devices. Justin Wilcox is an avid vapor. Sitting outside his home, he puts a few drops of his favorite flavor of e-juice containing liquid nicotine into e-juice. what he calls a mechanical mod, commonly known as an e-cigarette. When he's done, he packs it all away in a carrying case to keep it safely away from his four-year-old son. That one named Baba. How do you feel about having this stuff around him? It doesn't bother me at all because he, like, for kids, it's out of sight, out of mind. If, if I keep the case closed and uh, locked up, he's not going to touch it. Washington Poison Center, this is Deborah. But the Washington Poison Center has uncovered a disturbing trend. Is this a boy or girl? The number of reports of children with toxic exposure to e-juice is growing at an alarming rate. Uh-oh. We're getting cases concerning small children, primarily under the age of six. In 2010, Washington State had one report of an e-juice poisoning with a kid under the age of six. But the numbers steadily climbed each year to 51 in 2013 and already 39 cases so far in the first quarter of this year. So we've gone from one a few years ago to 39 cases in this in this year. You either just got it on their skin, they've absorbed it through their skin, or they actually are ingesting the product. What the studies have shown is that there's a wide variability of what's in the product versus what the product states is in it. The manager of the tobacco prevention program for King County Public Health explains the poisonings can happen at any age. As they are constantly refilling the device daily or every week, liquid nicotine is, is highly toxic, both, in, both whether you're ingesting it or whether it's on, on dermally on your skin. A typical poisoning reaction is nausea or vomiting. The Poison Center says there have been no reported deaths. Moon Mountain Vapors Solar Flare. While some bottles pop open with a simple flip of the thumb, Wilcox shows us the ones he has in his case have a protective cap. All of them use childproof caps, which is important. There are juice makers out there that don't do that, and with their juice you have to be more responsible. You have to keep it out of reach of kids. It's just like any other medicine, really. You don't put your medicine where your kids can get it, and you teach your kids not to play with that medicine. Master Yoda. Four-year-old Landon Master Yoda. The, the Wilcoxes <laughs> say they'll teach Sorry. those same rules to their newborn twins as well. 
their father believes switching from the tar and carcinogens of cigarettes to vaping is healthier for him and his family around him. You know, these kids are my life, and I would never bring anything around them that I thought was dangerous or potentially hazardous. In Tacoma, Alyssa Hahn. King That's a long news. news piece, by the way. Yeah, and okay, so you notice how he kept calling it juice? Juice. Because it's not marijuana. Right. It's 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 tobacco. Right. So, and what I find is so funny is like, but all of these stuff, our local news, at least, our, at least here at our local news, they never ran these stories before. They never See, cared. Here to. in Washington, cannabis is legalized, but they actually can't sell it yet. So you, you can't buy vaporizers like here in Washington State. You can't buy weed from a store yet. No. I mean, you, there's ways to get your hands on it, but they're talking about cigarette vaporizers. But the thing is, is I remember the same story when I was a kid, but the story was kids were eating cigarettes. That's what the story was back when I was a kid. And they were getting to your cigarettes and they were eating them. It, again, it goes back to the personal responsibility thing. Yeah. Ugh, uh, anyways, uh, there's also – there was another story that came out today, right? What was that story? Yeah, yeah no, no audio to this one. Uh, we couldn't find it in time for the show, but – there is a uh, hash oil extraction. We love tracking these ones. They do these all the time. These are now. on the radio. Love the, it. The, this was on the radio actually on my way over here, but they don't have it on their website. But basically, basically because of this extraction, uh, there was a huge explosion yeah. in uh, the small city. Uh, anybody in the chat room can, can uh, pronounce this word, Puyallup. Uh, authorities uh, say that because of the extraction caused this explosion. Now, here's the funny thing from this article, Chris. Okay. Uh, this came from the AP, by the way. Right, yeah. All right. Yeah. Hash oil is not typically a, not made. Not hashtag oil. No, yeah. no. Hash oil. Hash oil is typically made by packing the cast off leaves and stems of marijuana plants into a pipe and pouring highly flammable butane yeah, through it. Oh, yeah. The concoction is heated to make the potent oil more cheaply yeah. than it can be purchased in stores. Yeah. Uh, Chris, uh, where can I purchase this oil? You can't. What? Yep. Yeah, what? I know. Yeah, that. Yeah, there's no store where you could buy that. What? Now, also, by the way, that that piece is only technically correct. I mean, a lot of people will do that to sort of reclaim, like. Their- oh, I forgot to show off the photos. By the way, look at oh. the, look at the photos. You got you got the kids. A uh, triwheeler just blowing up there. You have look at look at the melty look look at that. Wow, look well, it, yeah. it's all it's Man, massive. If, if you're if you're cooking with butane in the house, what kind of dumbass? Look are look you, at the back huh? of the car. Look I at mean, that. Wow. When you hear these stories, do you just think to yourself these are these are the dumbest people? Like these people are so stupid to do this. Like how dumb? First of all, like. Do it in an area where there's like like maybe in the backyard outside. Now, Chris, uh, by the way, you can see all the butane cans everywhere. Um, classy, yeah, very classy. But let me let me ask you this question, Chris. Yeah, life at a high point for do, those. People. Do you know how many people died? Oh, uh, probably forty or fifty. I'd imagine zero. Oh, do you know how many people were injured? Uh, no, zero. You mean just somebody's personal property was ruined? Yeah. Oh, we better make sure we make a big story out of it. Absolutely. <laughs> Just yeah. All right. So speaking of images, I oh. got I got a picture I want yeah. you to pull up. Yeah, I got it right here. Uh, this is we'll we'll end on this as our uh, last clip today. Uh, uh, Elizabeth Elizabeth, ha- your buddy, your friend. Well, she's wife of you know former quarterback of the yeah. Seahawks. Uh, yeah. So she Elizabeth ha- Hassel back. Easy for me to say. She was on the View, but that wasn't working out so well. No, no, she was too good for the View. And yeah, she too needed, good. She would. She needed her own show. Yeah. So she moved to Fox. So she's got her own show on Fox News. 
And uh, I have a highlights reel of her kind of putting her foot in her mouth. And the best part really is the visual thing. So if you are listening to the audio version of this show, do me a solid. At the end of this episode, go over to the show notes. We've got the picture embedded. We're also going to put it up on the video stream if you're watching that. Here we go. This is great. Well, we've been hearing a lot about the growing concern over the use of e-cigarettes among minors. The Washington State Poison Center has oh, uncovered... Wrong clip. Wrong clip. Sorry, I was too busy looking at <laughs> I was looking at Hasselbeck. Sorry. You know, that's what well, I did. Well, the NFL Here might be go. getting closer to loosening its policies when it comes to marijuana use, but would that be sending the wrong message to their young fans? As far as public sentiment is concerned, I would think most parents here uh, would think this is... This is unsettling to think that the NFL is going to open the door for more pot use. But I understand this. All right, so she's making her, this is her typical approach, think of the kids. Yeah. Won't you think of the kids? A lot of times people cite that study that we debunked a couple of weeks ago where they did a a survey of 20 people who uh, volunteered their information and, and, and estimated their usage, and they had 20 people who then were the control group who didn't use marijuana, and they, volu- they volunteered and estimated their daily activities. And they said, okay, well, based on this, we see you know, there's potentially some degrade for younger people in like your ability to whatever. Right. I can't remember. Yeah. The- it was kind of a crap study. But I think that's kind of what she's citing in this clip here. And so she pitches it to this guy, and she you can see on her <laughs> face, she was nodding in, oh, you're about to agree with me. You are about to, you are about to basically repeat what I just said in Confirm it. That if you allow NFL players to use marijuana, that you're going to find a bunch of kids out there uh, using it as well. I'm particularly sensitive to this issue because I come from a family where six out of seven of my aunts and uncles at one point were all addicted to crack cocaine, mm-hmm. including my uh-huh. mother, who yeah. is uh, who was addicted up until a couple of years ago and wow. was addicted from the time I was 12 years old. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I feel for you. Yeah. Please right. continue. So I understand that. And, however, I was also uh, a high school teacher uh-huh. where yeah. I taught uh, young teenagers. Yeah. And I am intimately aware of what, it, of what the teenagers are influenced and not influenced by. Mm. The uh, NFL yeah. changing its policy towards marijuana will not influence these teenagers. Let me give you an example. What? If the NFL were to immediately uh, ban the use of all alcohol amongst all football players, you would not find a widespread cessation of alcohol use amongst teenagers. Hmm. So, uh-huh. um, perhaps, uh, perhaps. I, I, you know, Sean, I, I think your story is so interesting. You have unique perspective, both as player, attorney, and just with your personal background Grab there. Up, you know, I think the concern Grab is get him off the air. how can you say we're working on brain health and and let more pot be used and the kid debate is certainly there thanks for being with us today conversation will continue uh, thank you. and the conversation th- does th- not th- continue th- 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 I-, I can't speak uh and so get him off i think this i think like particularly for the nfl you know, the, the, these guys get their bodies beat to crap right yeah, and absolutely. if, if oh, legalized cannabis could help reduce that pain i would say there's a good likelihood just based on even on the limited science we have about marijuana now that it would be healthier for them to have a cannabis treatment than the sort of pharmaceutical pills they would take that have a lot of other other side effects, but particularly in their case, perhaps performance-reducing side effects, which is ultimately the bigger deal because with the cannabis use, essentially, you know, you smoke a joint one night, that way your back stops hurting your neck or whatever it is. You're able to fall asleep, basically. It doesn't remove the problem altogether, but it also doesn't knock you out like some of these horse painkillers that they take do. These guys take (laughs) this major stuff, right? Uh And stuff, sometimes these guys are not even taking pills, dude. They're taking direct injections of stuff, like really gnarly stuff, stuff that has side effects, stuff that leaves you loopy for days, stuff that leaves you just kind of, you know, just sort 
sort of slow. I mean, these guys, there is a massive performance ex- expectation on them. And in, in their case, a lot of times they're already using cannabis treatments because of this. They're just doing it unofficially and gaming the system. It's already a rampant thing. And that's what drives me so nuts. And so I loved it that he went on there and was like, yeah, look, I've got a history with addiction. I've also been a high school teacher, but I just got to tell you, if you if you want to make this argument that the NFL can't use cannabis because think of the kids, well, there's a lot of other things the NFL shouldn't be doing, like maybe downplaying brain injury or maybe making these guys actually be Chris. Get you off the air, off the air, off the air. Get them well, right. off the air. Like if you were right. gonna if you were gonna hold these guys up as yep. as these absolute idols, well, then they better dial back on the drinking. They better dial back on the womanizing. They better dial back on the big cars and the yep. over overachiever yep. lifestyle because that's also sending a bad message. And she makes a great point. Uh, he made a great point. You cut out the alcohol. That's not gonna make kids stop drinking nope you're right Absolutely. anyways so there you go chase i thought we maybe ended at that point we did end on a very high note oh that's what she said you know and one of the great places that you can go to chris you know after you're unwinding from a day of unfilter is heading over to our unfilter oh. subreddit page unfortunately i'm sad to say that we did not reach our goal oh we didn't get to the 1300 we did not we did not, unless three people sign up right now before the end of the show. Unfiltered.reddit.com. That's where you can help make this show better. Engage in the discussion. Give us feedback. We'll link this episode in there for a discussion thread just about the topics we That's cover right. here. And we often pull from that for the idea for your ideas of what you guys want to see from the show. So it's That's a great right. resource all around. Always, always a great place to go to. Now, Chris, during the course of the week, you're letting people know what's happening at Jupiter Broadcasting. Who, me? You're, you're engaging in conversation in 140 characters or less. Uh, where can people go? I would... Just suggest twitter.com slash Chris L A S. Boom. Super boom. That's how you'd find out like when a filter's live. Look at you. When Look at you holding that Jupiter up. broadcasting sign there. Oh, what about you, Chase? Are you on Twitter? I, you know, I, I like the tweets. You can find me on Twitter at Nunes, N U N E S. That's my name. What about maybe something in a little more high definition? Ooh, HD. You can head over to geekgamer.tv here. Boom, you boom, can. Boom. You can check out, uh, like we just did, a Geek Gamer Weekly. Is YouTube really buying Twitch? So we, uh, we yeah. kind of go into that yeah. and talk about that and the ramifications topic. of that deal. Don't forget to go over to patreon.com slash unfiltered to support this show and keep us on the air. You guys are critical to making us take this to the next level, and we appreciate the support. You guys rock the yes. best audience ever. Seriously. You guys are awesome. We'd love to also have you join us live over jblive.tv. We do this show on a Wednesday. We generally kick it off around 6 p.m. Yeah. You can go to jupiterbroadcasting.com slash calendar to get that converted to your local time zone. I'm not going to do the math for you. That'd be I'm a I'm just train saying, wreck. if you follow Chris on Twitter, you'll know when the show goes That's live true. on Wednesday. That's so, true. hey, for all the guys in the Americas, have a great <laughs> Memorial Day weekend. And we'll see you right back here next, next week. week.